All right, Fuzz Club. We're talking about Mesa and their album Close today. This one came out last year. Lots to talk about. Lots to go uh, go all in on, on on this one. A lot going on in this on this album. So, why don't we lead it off with Blake? We'll do some quick introductions and we'll we'll get started. And Blake Carrera, Iwas. I'm Ryan from Hiders Are Queen and Lick My Spoon Productions. Bucky, Doom Charts, Bandcamp. Paul with the Cosmic Peddler. I'm Pat with Monster Riff and the Doom Charts. I'm Eddie with Lords of Opium Church and the Alice. I'm Chris from the band Ox, and this is Randy from the band Ox. That was one of the most efficient introductions that I think we've ever done. <laughs> we're, we're getting this down, man. <laughs> that was flawless. Like, Fucking around. We're getting this down. No messing around. All right. Talk so, music. Uh, this band is from Italy. The album is called Close. The band is called Messa, I, I believe. I'm saying that right, hopefully. Um, yes. This was a good one. I know this is on some year end list last year when we were talking about that. So um, let's get into why. Blake, Eddie, I know you guys are big fans. What, what makes this album so special to you guys before we talk about all the uh, complexities of it? There you go. Complexity and diversity on yeah. the album. Very, very diverse. God, it crosses so many fucking genres, man. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, I like it because it's almost a uh, anti-Doom record. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you were going to categorize Mesa in one of these kind of sub-genre categorizations, uh, I, I think they would generally get lumped in with Doom most of the time. Um, this album though, it was, it was almost like they said, yeah, we'll make you a doom record. Definitely. But we're not going to do it the way that you want us to, or that you think we're going to, um, from what and, I read, this was a more doomy record than some of their previous ones. Is that accurate? It, it depends. Their, their um, Belfry was probably the heaviest, more doomy. Yeah, one. Belfry is very doomy. Yeah, and but their last album, Feast for Water, was very, I'd say, much like this one in, in a way. It's it was very atmospheric and a lot lot of clean moments. Not it's not like your heavy grating doom that some may think. It's uh, it's pretty angelic and kind of witchy and. A lot this of jazz. Jazz. Yeah. This one's jazz. Yeah. Yeah. This one has a lot of jazz. Fuck ton of jazz, which I think is so yeah. fucking cool. <laughs> like doom yeah. jazz. Psychedelic it, doom it's, jazz. It's hard for me to figure out who, like, their influences of this guitar player. is. I mean, it's got to be extremely I just, vast. I hear Robbie Krieger from The Doors a lot. Man, okay. Like there's, there's a lot of like traditional uh, Eastern music too, right? Yeah, yeah. that yeah. that's kind of why I was thinking Robbie Krieger because he was a jazz guitarist who was really into Eastern influences. So yeah. I wanted to I pull up this list. It was on their Bandcamp of uh, some of the instruments that were used on this album, and it's interesting. Um, it says all songs are written and arranged by Mesa Sarah on the vocals, lyrics, percussion, pretty standard. Marco bass, eight string bass, acoustic guitar, vocals, synth, the dulcimer. Alberto's on guitar, slide guitar, 12-string guitar, the oud, the mandolin, vocals, the moog bass, Rhodes piano, synth, percussion, Rocco's on drums, percussion, the screams, 
They also had Giorgio on the da Duke. I don't know what that is. Uh, saxophone and Matteo on the free guitar. So yeah, I heard a lot of saxophone. <laughs> yeah. I think the that's free good. guitar. Orpheles, that song Orpheles, they had like that. I'm not sure what the instrument is, but that's the Duke. Kind of like a horn sound. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one was pretty trippy. It's probably the most unique song on the album. Yeah. Number three. What do you guys yeah, think? They of, all different. What do you guys think of the uh, Scarlet Scarlet Doom moniker that they described themselves with? Scarlet Doom. Scarlet, Scarlet Doom. Doom. Uh, to me, that I would know right away. They have a female vocalist. That's so probably cool. You know. Yeah. That sounds kind of fitting. Yeah. From just a yeah. description standpoint, I'd be I'd be curious to know what their rationale behind it is. But I mean, Blake might be the most critical because they put the word "doom" in there. So Blake would have some thoughts on that. I mean, I, I hear a lot of doom in this record, but I'm not familiar with their earlier stuff. So no, I mean, so if I, if, I if if someone was asking me what is Mesa, I would say that they're an Italian doom band with some really fucking eclectic influences. Um, but they're they're definitely doom. You know, it's just like like Winos, you know, doing his solo acoustic stuff. It's still definitely doom. Uh, this is still definitely yeah. doom. You know what? You know what I kind of thought of was uh, like Windhand and how Dorothea Cottrell did her solo stuff had kind of a lot. It was a little more folky. Or even country in areas where they have this similar vibes. I'm hearing a lot of because I almost didn't say folky because I but I felt I felt like it was a lot of folky stuff in there. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of southern rock influences for sure. Like guitar wise, in certain songs were just like 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 what is it? uh, Rubideo, Rubido. Whenever you say that song, Mm -hmm. that's like a nod to. Skinnered, I feel like the last part of that song is like so Skinnered and Southern Rock influenced. It's, it was crazy. Yeah, that solo at the end is sick. Yeah, it's awesome. I was like reading some interview, and some of their influences were like Jewish Priest and Uriah Heep, Black Sabbath. So they, that's what they kind of grew up with. I mean, I can hear the Uriah Heep. I I, I don't hear Priest. No. <laughs> no. They're trying to go metal a bit, though. There's Chris. What's up, Chris? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be late, you might as well have a cool hat. Exactly. I'm so sorry. That's all right. I got my time zone screwed up and yada yada. Yeah, weren't you an hour early and now you're uh, 13 minutes yeah. late? Yeah, weren't you an hour yeah. early? Did anyone else get in a bunch of uh, yeah. like. Echo. Echo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to have to fix that yeah, one. Yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody has, has speakers speaker on. This is why we do sound checks. Blue, 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 blue. Always Chris and his effect. Yeah. All right. I don't know where we were. We're just going to pretend like that didn't happen. I'm sure it'll be very obvious uh, when the podcast nice segue. <laughs> The segue is, uh, what's next? So I, I, I know that a lot of times you ask, like, what was your favorite song? Um, 
And I want to hijack that question because I think that's an impossible question with this album. I agree. I was going to, I was going to say the same thing. I, 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 I was, I was trying to do a little bit of research and see if this was a concept album or something like that. Um, I couldn't find anything that specifically said it. Pat tends to find the answers to these things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if he knows. I got nothing um, for you today. Okay. Okay. I'll take this off. Shit. You have failed me once again. Fuck on. Well, I, I think we have an answer to that. The 537 mark on Dark Horse. I found that, that interview from Veil of Sound website, and uh, the singer, she was saying that it isn't a concept album, even though it's, we, it sounds like one. Because it's not. Thanks for the uh, save, Eddie. Uh, yeah, Eddie coming in the clutch, unlike Pat. Well, I, I'm curious what the writing process of these guys are because well, there's four billion instruments on the record, as Ryan alluded to earlier. And I imagine, like, what I'd, I'd like to know what they take into the studio as far as like the idea wise and if the rest just comes out because they're obviously very open to recording anything. And that's the first thing I liked about this record is I listened to it. First, first time two days ago when I was like, oh shit, I got a fuzz club. Um, I got to do my homework. And uh, the first thing I noticed was it was an hour and something long, which you don't see a lot anymore. And I immediately was like, okay, I'm probably going to like this. Because uh, there's someone who doesn't like feel regulated to the, the standard of, oh, I got to get this much because it's a vinyl or whatever. And I was already into that. Yeah, then you hear 40 the minutes or less. I know. And like, that's the hard cut. But they obviously didn't care about that. And they're, yeah. I was like, all right, I already had an idea that this is going to be about the music. And it, clearly they could give a shit about rules of, or genres or anything. And yet somehow the album flows beautifully from song to song, even though it jumps across <clears throat> genres. It's beautifully put together, which is why I'm surprised it's not a concept record. But, so uh, Ryan, out out of uh, I, I I brought this up because specifically, so I have it on vinyl. Is it a double? Um, it's, it's a double. A double. Uh, it it's right. very very cool. Has a really cool booklet and everything. But the song that has the uh, the vinyl pull sound on it is <clears throat> the end of side C. Oh, sweet! So they they clearly thought about some of this stuff. Yeah, it's very well thought out record for sure, but I just I'm, I'm I'm I would love to know, like Ryan, you gotta I'm, I'm telling you, you gotta get these guys on your show uh, as well. This I want to know the writing process of of, of this because this is very unique and what what comes to the table and then what's created in the studio would be interesting to know for sure. Yeah, yeah. just to that point, I saw them mention in an interview somewhere that it was written and recorded in just like a like a two month period of 2021 and i was like holy shit how is that possible like wow I, you know you think that you'd be in there for a year just like figuring all this stuff out that's crazy yeah they've got there's some there's some uh probably some educated musicians going on here for sure yeah i think they spend two months on one riff sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah has got point. a lot of fucking great artists man i, I don't to your point about the like your favorite song and stuff like at, at first i was thinking like there's we've we've talked about a few albums where we said that they were albums not a collection of songs you know and you have to listen to the yeah. whole album and you have to like 
appreciate it for like the whole, you know. But this album to me like did have some songs on it. I mean, it, there were some like very different songs on it. You don't necessarily have to sit down and listen to this whole album. Some of the songs are long enough and interesting enough to where you don't necessarily have to sit and just listen to the whole thing all the way through. I thought that that was surprising because I kind of, I kind of expected it to be just by the nature of all the instruments and all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't. There were some de like definite songs on here. Yeah, I mean, Pil Pilgrim was a single. That's my favorite. It's, it's definitely a single. It's a fucking yeah. killer song. If I had to choose one song that I couldn't live without off this album, it's zero equals two. But I just think that when you're listening to it, it becomes a comprehensive listening experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's definitely an album to be listened to from beginning to end, for sure. It makes it interesting, for sure. I mean, they go on to... I don't know. I don't remember what the song was before um the that leffa truck song that's like 45 oh, yeah. second like grind core totally brutal track yeah <laughs> and like right before that is like this long 10 minute thing and it's like it's almost funny kind of some of the combinations that they put together and i don't fully understand it but i guess that's what that's why we're here <laughs> and that's yeah. funny that that leffa track or whatever that 44 minute second little interlude yeah after that long track I was listening. I was like kind of paying attention today and that happened. And I, and then the last song started playing and I, I really didn't notice like a, an interruption or anything. It, like it, it still flowed through. Yeah. When like, I first I heard this album, I thought it was one song. The yeah. Last I, songs. I was like, did we get, am I to the last song yet? Cause I knew I was on that long song. And then I was like waiting to hear the last song. And it, but it, it skipped the, the song before. I was like, oh, shit, that's only 44 seconds. I didn't even notice. Yeah, so, but it's kind of yeah. great. Like, the, that transition between those with that one in, in there, like, is, is kind of great. I mean, they could have added it to the end of a song, probably, but it, it I kind of like it. Yeah, that closing track's like a perfect, the perfect song to close the album, too. It's, it kind of has that closing vibe to it. And to me, like, I... I was, you know, I mentioned earlier the how long, when I noticed how long the record was, it doesn't feel long at all. Like, mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like I'm, like, it would be back at the beginning again, and I wouldn't even know. Um, and it was just definitely something you could listen to and repeat, uh, which is obviously a huge compliment. But the way it flows together, not even knowing what's first, second, it just kind of goes. And, uh, like, I didn't know... Like to 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 uh, Bucky's point, like I didn't realize it was a forty-five second song until I actually went and looked. I thought it was just part yeah. of. I thought it was a section of a song. Yeah. Um. So, I, I like the way it was constructed for sure. Yeah. I think uh, when I was looking, like you bringing up the concept album part, like was this a concept? I was thinking the same thing, and I I kind of whether they intended it to be or not, I feel like just based on the album cover kind of the, the lyrical content it's like such a spiritual album like I, it almost is conceptual like by default to just flow through it's like there's characters on the cover i felt like and then like the song pilgrim you read the lyrics and you look at the cover and you're kind of like are they is that part of the song is this what it's about and it it kind of feels like a concept album yeah. without maybe it intending to be that way but yeah, I wanted to ask kind of like what people thought this album meant, I guess. And we've established that it's not a concept album necessarily. But I don't know, maybe some of the songs or the album as a whole. What like, what is the point 
of putting like this screaming 45 second track in there between these longer songs and stuff like what what were they trying to say with this album you know does anyone have any idea about the lyrics or um the content of it or anything like that because i don't <laughs> but... i think it's like kind of, kind of like expressing that they can create create something that flows so well with all those different influences and like <clears throat> clothes, everything closes in a way yeah, yeah, I'd like to think that they really just don't care. And I, I mean, they care to write good music, but don't care about anything else. Like, mm -hmm. to, to, I, I'm hopeful that, that the whole concept of this record, for not being a concept record, is <laughs> we're going to play whatever sounds good and we don't care about anything else. And mm -hmm. uh, like, that's that's like all the great bands that I respect, you know, that's, that's kind of the mold they come from, um, that they don't give a shit about rules just just write what sounds good regardless of genre or anything else i hope yeah, that's the case there um bucky I, th I think you hit it on the head like this is a very spiritual album and lyrically uh this is like a, a very I, I love the lyrics on this record because they're very opaque and abstract and very very doomy but in a really smart intelligent way mm -hmm. as well it, it fits, they fit the music yeah, yes. really, really well. Yeah, they're they're very poetic and like like a song. I like that in a song, like to actually have meaning without being like just blatant and to the point. Like I don't know, we talked about lyrics on the last the last go around, and it was the opposite. But uh, this yeah. is definitely more kind of symbolic and spiritual, and and the, the the way the music sounds, it's like you could. You could listen to this out on a middle of the desert, like ayahuasca journey type thing. It's it's kind of a. Kind of a Who else thought it was spiritual? Yeah, I mean, it was totally like zero equals two. Is, is zero equals two is the name of this place where all revolves and it's filled with grace, and it's like it's very very simple, but it's it's. I guess the best word for it would be poignant. They're in the spirit world. Yeah, yeah. I was I was reading that the, the actually the rehearsal room is in a deconsecrated church. Oh man, nice. go, that's, go that's just a fucking mm -hmm. show off move on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? Fuck this band. I'm out. <laughs> that's, that's too like cool, cool. That's too cool. yeah that's i would also like to rehearse in a graveyard but yeah. <laughs> yeah. that that fucking makes this album make more sense though yeah to me yeah so how does some of that compare to their older material we we kind of touched on that a little bit but uh the lyrics or the conceptual part of it i mean what does this feel do their older albums feel as like impactful as this one has i think so yeah. I, I think it's just a steady progression. They've been this good for the whole time, and they're just this album may some may say it's probably their I don't know they, they've came to the uh, maturity like it's gotten better. But it, I mean their, I, last album, their last album to me was I was blown away just as much as this one, if not more, hmm. when I first me, heard it. For me, it's between Belfry and this album for. I think Belfry is my favorite. Like, I would rather listen to certain songs off of Belfry than certain songs off of Close. Um, but this one is a more fully realized 
uh, version of Mesa in in my opinion. Um, it, it really shows like their growth, their maturity, their their insight into to where you can go with music. It's kind of like kind of like what Monolore did, right? The early stuff versus the late stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm taking it's some very deep breaths. It's okay. I, I prefer the new stuff. You prefer the old. So I, I prefer it all, but <laughs> you have a very wrong opinion. Uh, I had I had to do it. I, I respect you for it. Um, anything that they could have done better on this album, especially I mean, we're, we're talking about some of their older stuff. Is, is there any any misses on this, or anything you'd like to see from them in the future? I, I want to see them live. I don't know what they could fix on the record yeah. uh, because the record's pretty good, uh, obviously. But I want to see 44 billion instruments on stage and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. I I, I think the rec I'm not familiar with the other stuff. And I, I'm happy. It's another one of those albums I'm really glad that uh, it was put on the Fuzz Club for me to listen to because I would have I, – I did completely miss it. Um and I, I'm definitely a fan now, and I'm going to listen to some of the earlier stuff. So I, yeah. I can't really speak for what needs to be changed, but I know I'll I'm admit that I haven't heard any of their older material at all whatsoever. So uh, we're, we're the same this, here. It's all good. Cool. Um, I, I, would, I would say that what I like about it is that it's, it's so accessible for even the casual fan that like. A lot of this type of music, like these types of albums, are kind of catered toward the the fans that are really kind of like us that are more ingrained in the in the scene and like we can appreciate what they're doing. And like the average person on the street would be like, "What's this? It's too complex." But it's complex, but it's still like I, I feel like if you had it playing in the background, like the person, your wife or whoever, they wouldn't be complaining. Like it's it's pleasant to listen to regardless. I would say to me, like this album became more accessible the more I listened to it. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, "Boy, I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into this too much." It's a lot of weird stuff going on, a lot of different instruments. The more I listened to it, which was a lot the last couple of weeks when we decided to do it, I started like appreciating how accessible it really was i mean there are some like real songs in there and the vocalist sarah is amazing and the guitars are great like it started to become more and more accessible the more i listened to it it wasn't as weird and out there as i anticipated originally i guess well they, they yeah. they're popular man they they've broken into that that barrier to like that semi-mainstream underground category mm -hmm. you mentioned at the beginning some end of the year list like these guys, I, I'm pretty sure, made it on some pretty mainstream like publication lists. Mm. The best yeah, the they're, they're not just for the uh, neckbeard beer gut army. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. The, thing well, I noticed, the thing I noticed the most, uh, having listened to it once all the way through, was the unpredictability of it. And I really kind of like uh, noticed how akin it was to like post rock and, and prog rock. And that in, in that you didn't know what was coming next. And it could, it was a complete left turn and it really broke the structure of all of the doom stuff, you know, that I usually listen to. So I found that interesting. And, and that and the playing was, like you guys said, out of this world. The playing was ridiculously good. Um, yeah, phenomenal. 
but yeah, I, I really I, I noticed like no no other doom or stoner bands are doing this kind of break the mold post rock prog rock thing like Mesa does that I know of. I think there's yeah. a few doing it, but not very many. I mean, yeah, the- I think there's people doing it, but I was surprised. Like when like when Bucky mentioned I, how popular they were, I was surprised when I would I was going back and looking to see how popular they were. That honestly surprised me. And that's not I don't mean that in a bad way, but I it, I was like Ryan too that it took me a little while to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a 20- this is an album to be digest digested for sure, and. Uh, I think that when I first put the record on, I kept getting interrupted. It'd be like a, you know, I have a 20 minute commute in the morning and that's like one song for these guys. So, and, and then I would get back in my car and it'd be something completely different. So I wasn't fully understanding what was going on until I go, all right, I got to talk about this record. And I sat down last night and just sat in the room and listened to it, did nothing but listen to it with no distractions. And that's when I noticed the the musician work and I noticed how well it flowed and I realized how good it was. So, yeah, but there's not a lot of, I don't feel like a lot of people do that sit down. And that's why I was surprised to see how popular they actually were. Well, that's like a, that's a good point. And I think that's a pattern that you could say is true for every album is that when you really sit down and have complete, no distraction, put the headphones on or do whatever you got to do, and listen it's going to be a whole different experience like nine times out of ten yeah and that's hard to do in our busy lives like i don't have time like i, I got we all we got kids we got shit to do it's, it's like in the car on the commute put the earbuds in on the dog walk to walk the dogs like it's like you're listening it's broken up all the time but yeah albums like this are, are not easy when you have you know a commute kids you know you gotta make dinner you gotta do whatever it's like or even go to the gym this is not necessarily gym music to me like you know you, you really it, it really is better sitting down and, and listening to it and just it and that's it parts of it are gym music i was at the gym and i and i heard what, what left a truck that? exactly the 45 <laughs> seconds. I was like, yeah I felt you got you got one that. set <laughs> like i'm good I'm, I'm, I'm good i'm going home now yeah. yeah, I'm out. I noticed too, like the songs would have these long, long periods of kind of a quiet or mellow part, yeah. or sparse part, and then they would go, they would, out of the blue, this amazing like hooky, doomy riff would happen. Yeah. And I want more of that, you know. Uh, but they, yeah, yeah, working out, it wasn't a great, a great workout record because we actually had working out to it last night, and <laughs> just it's not the right sound. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm curious if anyone so I, I don't necessarily have this opinion, but I can understand getting taking this away from this album. Do do any of you think that there's a little bit of uh one noteness to to the album? No. Because you know, like that I, I personally love that they're <laughs> injecting so many like folk instruments and jazz chords and scales and things like that uh but i could see some people getting kind of turned off by it so there was a lot of and it's not it's definitely not the thing that i'm into right now so i wasn't like vibing on it you know but i i respected the shit out of it but i i wanted i want more stank face music right now in my life (laughs) not like 
heady progressive, <laughs> more gut gut music, you know. But I, yeah, I a thousand percent respect it. Yeah. And I think I'm with you on that too. This is this is more of like a I like the record. Obviously, I've been talking very highly about it, but it's more of a respect thing, I think, for me right now than it is like how much I'm going to actually go out and listen to this record even some more. But yeah, to me, yeah. I, res- I, I it's more of a respect thing that they've broken rules. They they the first solo is a freaking jazz solo, and then they've got like doomy stuff, and it's it just I'm I respect what they're doing. Yeah, I totally. I love respect it, I, that they actually made the saxophone saxophone sound pretty fucking cool on zero <laughs> equals two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't stand saxophone 99%. Yeah, but they, they did it somehow. Um, we're talking a lot about the, the lyrics and the wording and the, the creation. Um, I read a quick interview there, and she had stated how uh, being the main person writing the lyrics, everything comes from a very personal place. It's her journey whatever places she is in life, in love, loss, happiness, whatever. So you could see where these songs are having those turns and words and ups and downs and emotions and delivery, uh, which is super impressive, but it is a very heavily emotional uh, journey you go on listening to this. And uh, yeah, just not the place for it. I'm going to put that With that said, she is going to hate this lyric game that I have planned for the next uh, <laughs> few minutes. <laughs> I was like, is he really going to say lyric game with this? <laughs> she is yeah. not going to like this. <laughs> right. Good segue right there. All right. <laughs> when you look at the name of the songs, it actually makes sense. It makes total sense to what she just said. Yeah. Now, now, the, now those song titles make much more sense. Yeah. Uh, I did want to talk about the artwork, but I feel like now we should maybe take a look at the lyrics real quick. Better do that first. We're primed and ready now. All right. (laughs) First one. Trails to dust, blank you swallow, resounding in my deep sleep. B. The The truth you swallow, my load you swallow. Smile, you swallow, or blood, you swallow. I hope, I hope B. <laughs> where's, where's my, my, my load? Or I don't, there's a lot of jizz talk earlier in the. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, it's A, it's A. It's A. Oh, bile. Oh, it's bile. Oh, bile. So it shows how much how good of fans we are. We don't even know the lyrics. Wow. <laughs> Very of assholes. <laughs> well, I'll always hear my load from now on. So. <laughs> don't bother claiming all is right for leading, seating, breeding. Woke up in hell to blank. <laughs> Definitely take the pee. That's me. <laughs> Woke up in hell to play this game. Woke up in hell to kill the night. Woke up in hell to get to heaven. Take a peek. C. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's C, but I hope it's A. <laughs> D. 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 Two. Oh. Wow. Play this wow. game. Yeah. Okay, we suck at this already. We <laughs> suck. We're terrible. We suck at everything. <laughs> we're supposed to be the experts. We're, we're all fired. <laughs> With the, you, you, you made some good choices. That's hard to. <laughs> I know. 
Get lit with disorder. Parts of me blank. Time does not get creep. hard. Parts of me leak. Parts of me get hard. Parts of me twitch. Or parts of me droop. Parts of me definitely droop. Droop. <laughs> I think that's your age talking more. It's gonna be probably a hundred percent. Gotta be leak, right? Leak. Be leak. I, I'm going leak. leak. That sounds like it sounds like oh, leak, leak works. <laughs> yeah, leak. I don't know. I like twitch. Yeah. It would be hard to sing some of those words. A leak would flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bell rings. Doesn't have to rhyme. I found that out. While the green yeah. man digs blank, seasons change. Digs her underwater <laughs> breast, her underwear drawer, her underbite, her underworld throne. I believe that breath <laughs> only has one e. Yeah, Ryan. Breathe. That's, so that's probably the right answer. <laughs> yeah. These, was that supposed to be breath or breathe? That's uh, breathe. I don't. I don't remember now. Making <laughs> 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 all of it. D. Let's see what it was. Underworld drum. Yeah. Underwear drawer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I would dig. Embracing yeah. forces. Shed skin outside, morbid, nice blank. Nice rack, nice for sure. Nice rack. Nice rack. <laughs> nice, rack. <laughs> nice skin. Hey. Torment. Uh, I think I remember the lyrics. I think it's A. Yep. I remember. I remember that song. It is in fact torment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember. I remember hearing that she said she uh, shed skin outside. I, I thought that was a cool line for whatever reason. All right. Cool. So thanks for those very deep and personal lyrics. Uh, yeah. I'm emotional. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> um, I can share the uh, album cover. I actually just read what the album cover is, is in reference to. Okay. Okay. Unless I'm stealing your thunder, uh, Pod Boss. Nope. Go for it. <laughs> uh so if you watch the pilgrim music video which is really cool i was watching it right before we started uh they do what's apparently this i don't want to remember the country because it is slipping my mind entirely uh but some generally middle east mediterranean area like native dance that involves flipping around hair a lot mm-hmm that kind of looks a little bit like, you know, 80s headbanging, like meta- like swinging your hair around and stuff. It's like uh, a mating call. <laughs> I feel like everybody in this picture is listening to the track, left track. Yeah. Yep, that'd be the one. <laughs> yeah. um, so I thought that was kind of cool that they uh, went with something really eclectic. And, and really stuck with the theme. Yeah. That's right. So the photo was taken by E.M. Schutz, I think, um, in Algeria, somewhere between 1930 and 1940. Right on. Um, but I thought that it was a really cool photo because it, it, there's there's like a whole story kind of unfolding that you don't necessarily know what it is. Like, whether it's like like a the motion of one person or it's multiple That's people. A- Moving around. That's what I thought of. 
I thought it was one person when I first. Yeah, saw it. and I don't know if it is or not, but it it what? could certainly be interpreted that way. They've they've got different necklaces. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. So yeah, but, definitely yeah. adds to the spiritualism. It, it does create like this very spiritual element to it. It's it's it kind of looks like they're head banging. <laughs> there, there's a lot to like read into it without it. It doesn't say much, you know. It doesn't really give a lot away, and you can kind of you know create your own story around it, which is it's pretty cool, and it kind of goes with the quote-unquote concept of the album. I, I think. It, I just noticed that that up in the upper left was the was their band name. Their, their logo. Yeah, I didn't logo. even notice that till like just just t tonight while we're doing the episode. I love that logo. I think it's really cool. Yeah, that's our logo. And then I also wondered, is it is it close or close? Like close the door or close to you? Like I was wondering the same thing. Is it breathe or is it breath? You know, we don't we don't, we don't know. In the very yeah, first those, song they those two were spelled differently. <laughs> Those two are spelled differently. So that's wrong. I read it. I read it as close. Oh, true. Yeah. Now, now I'm like stupid. Close. close. Yeah. Close. Well, no. Close the door. Is yeah. Close the door. Yeah. It's not like you're what, wearing. What gloves. is going on right now? I didn't. I read it. I read it as close. I kept saying it was close. Well, I could see I close, close the door. I guess I hadn't thought of that. I, but not like clothes. Not clothes. Go no, figure. Clothes. Go figure the, more mystery funny. behind this record. In the very first song for uh, Suspended, if you look at the lyrics, they actually use both terms a lot, close and close. So that doesn't help. Me. That close, doesn't help at all. Door. No. <laughs> Zero. Third, they yeah. cut, third line of the album. What does that have to do with the female headbanger? <laughs> what I what I love is that we have a podcast completely dedicated to this album and everything about it, and we don't even know what the album's called. <laughs> We have zero clue about anything about this record at all. I think it's close. I think it's close, like close the door, because even song two, Dark Horse opening line closed in a vortex. It's it's got this all of this reference to closing shit down. In this song, their their chorus over and over is too close to them, too close to them, too close to them. Ah oh, shit. So, so it's both. It could be either. Yeah, could maybe maybe either it is way. both. Maybe that's why they called it that. Maybe what, that's very the whole point. What was the purpose of the dance here? I'm trying to understand that. Like, what? Like, is there a? Is this a certain name to this dance? Like, was there a reason for this type of dance? Like, I'm trying to figure out why that ties into this. Well, that pilgrim song. Like, I think that's what he, uh, Blake was saying. The, that was yeah. the, in the video to pilgrim. So, but 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 don't know what type of dance. Like I know, like you know, Native Indians usually did certain types of dances like for the certain powwow, reasons. Powwow like, there was type a, thing. Well, there's a diff. There was a reason for it. I was just curious if that tied into what close means. It's called. Okay, I'm gonna try and pronounce this correctly so no one cancel me. Knock. Nock is a ritual dance performed by women along the Algerian-Tunisian border. Features the swaying of the dancer's head and thrashing of the hair. When we discovered Nock, we immediately thought about the similarities that this dance has with headbanging. The video is centered on the uh, for Pilgrim is centered on the similarities these two distant worlds have in common. The connection that creates between them is unexpected, but very spontaneous. Nice. That was in, just to speak to Bucky's earlier point about how, like, 
this band has really broke big beyond like the underground underground. Uh, that's in Revolver. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. They got they've got twenty four thousand twenty almost twenty four thousand monthly Spotify listeners, which is a pretty good number. That's a good number. The average Doom charts band. But uh, on that note too, I was gonna mention that they were the number one Doom Charts album in March of last year. So it's been this album's been out almost a year. Mm-hmm. So and they hey, um, are are they on Stickman Records? I don't Smart. So. Yes. Huh? Yeah. Smart. Smart. Oh, Smart. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bless you. I knew it was one of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> that Smart. Yeah, I knew it was, it was over there somewhere. I thought it was um, Stickman, but it's Smart. Yeah. A little bit busy. Lots well, of interesting uh, little tidbits about the artwork there. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, Paul, I think you nailed it when you said it looks like a mating call because that's a mating call for me for sure. <laughs> yes. Women headbanging? Heck yeah! Heck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah! Well, if they stick around for the five thirty-seven mark, they might get impregnated. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Yeah. Dark uh, horse. Yeah. I, I would have to say Dark Horse is probably my favorite song. It's the one that like stands out the most. Just the riff all the way through. And then that that main riff, I noticed because it was brought up about that that when that hits at 537, it's the same riff, but slowed down like in half. And I was like, fuck, if I got the yeah. record and put it on the turntable and just slowed the whole record down to like 22 rpms could that whole song be that riff <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, I haven't bought the record yet but i kind of want to do it just to play around with it <laughs> they come out swinging that's for sure the the first one is suspended and then dark horse mm-hmm. they come out pretty hard here with the first few tracks then rubeto that was a killer riff in that one that's yeah. cool yeah the the solo the solo on that one is super cool too, and I was I was listening to it uh, this evening before the show, and I was actually sitting there taking notes, and I was like, "Oh, cool, we're going into the solo," and I kept taking notes, and I zoned out for a minute, and I zoned back in, and I was like, "Oh shit, the solo's still going." That's like a three-minute solo at the end. Yeah, there's some incredible guitar solos on this record, on all different kinds. Uh, for whoever, whatever kind you like, they pretty much got it on this record. True. Yep. I, I I sent it to my guitar player today, and he was like, "Holy shit! How have I not heard these guys?" You know, so you know. Yeah, it's definitely a guitar player's album, despite having so many fucking other instruments. Yeah. The free guitar. It's got the free guitar. Right? Yeah, I've heard a lot yeah. of free guitar. Whatever, whatever that is. Whatever. That As is. a guitar player, it made me feel horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's like damn, it's I really do suck. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. I'm still on the pentatonic, and that's that's whatever fucking scale it is. I still play with I play with one finger, so it's all right. You know. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you, drop tuning. I had I noted down on zero equals two at the at the five twenty three mark. There's just a wicked guitar breakdown that's kind of. You have to go listen to it, but it's a, uh, it's worth noting, kind of like um, that spot on the Dark Horse out song. 
I had it was worth me taking note of like oh shit that's cool rewound it a few times and listened to it it's one of those faint little you know guitar interludes that that stand out what song was that uh zero equals two I write down all these notes when I listen to these records. And I, some of these notes. I write down fun. zero notes when I listen to these records. I have. Uh, am I hearing jazz elements? Question mark. I'll be playing it. This high technology we're using now. <laughs> There is a way to play video and audio through this, and I, for some reason, I can't figure it out. So <laughs> that's because you're old. Yeah. Well, I've well, tried well, a couple times. I can't get it to work. I need a producer. <laughs> I want. I need a producer that does, wants to work for free. Yeah, we all do. We all need those. Yeah. Ain't a man yeah that, well. Welcome to being a fucking musician, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I want a I want a free roadie, free manager. I want free, everything. Yeah, all I, want. I want someone to set up all my shit. That <laughs> yeah. sounds fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Anything else about this one? It's probably my favorite album. I think so. A couple of years, and I like I love it. Your favorite Super. album so far? Super yeah. relaxing album. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm just attracted to like the the traditional Eastern. Sounds and scales and everything, and then mix with the dooms. Like, holy shit, this is yeah, unless you have an oud, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy shit, there we go, yeah, yeah, you have so much material I, to learn now. <laughs> I, I put time away last night, like I said, to listen to this record, but I'm really looking forward to listening to the record when I'm just for no reason and just putting it on because I feel like this is going to be a definite, somebody said earlier, background. I think it's definitely that, like a good background record while you're doing things. And but I'd find myself like, when that riff comes on, going, "Holy shit, hold on, pause," <laughs> you know, and then jamming out to it, and then continuing the conversation or whatever it is I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm looking forward to playing. I, I think I'm gonna probably pick this up on, on vinyl too, just to, just to put because I could put it on and walk away. They they just uh, put up some re or some new versions on their Bandcamp page because all the yeah. all the originals are sold out yeah they got yeah, i scored mine double. at waterloo randomly and was just like all right cool found it yeah, yeah. Are they, immediately are they a tour heavy band does anybody know that european wise they've come to america before but it's been a while it says uh that uh, the vinyl on Bandcamp's a pre-order they'll be able to ship only in March when their their Europe tour has ended. So they're on tour right now, I think. Or they're, they're cool. going to go. Is there... Yeah, they're in Germany right now. They're going to France, London, UK. Do they tour with, do they tour with like 14 musicians? Uh, no. I, t- I wonder, with all, with all those instruments, it, it makes me curious during that recording, too. Is it them playing all those instruments, or did they have people? That's all Apparently. Right it's them and then two oh, other yeah. musicians that were not technically in the band, <laughs> but mostly just those four, four people, as far as I could tell. I bet, I bet they don't have all that stuff going on tour. Like, they have some, but there's probably a lot of pre-recorded, like, 
it's the that they play yeah. to. Oh, the, the dreaded click. Although I was in Florida, I was in Florida last week and randomly ended up at a Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band concert. And did I counted on stage? At one point, they had fifteen people on stage. That's the boss. <laughs> the boss, yeah. 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 And then I left. I didn't stay till the end. I left and went down the street and, and caught Lucero. Also a great band. Yeah, yeah. I, I will I will say it's it's possible to do that kind of stuff because I went and saw – I flew out to the desert to watch uh, Rubber Snake Charmers and uh, Gibby Haynes played uh, from Butthole Surfers. And it was like his solo project. And he had School of Rock, like kids. Like literally, he's way Gibby ahead of his time right now, by children? the way, because Gibby Haynes, Gibby Haynes had School of Rock kids – uh, there were like lineup change. There was ten to twelve people on stage at all times, and they had lineup changes every single song. And the beautiful thing about it was that I looked at is when the show was over, he said good night and walked off, and all the kids did all the work. That's oh, that's brilliant. awesome! That's, yeah. that's awesome, <laughs> Poor man. Yeah, good friend. That's, uh, that's kind of scary, like. Because the butthole surfers, my history with those guys when I was like in it's like the middle school band. or high school was right around like Electric Larry Land or Independent. Yeah, you remember the Independent Worm Saloon? But man, that album, me and my buddies, I can remember still to this day sleeping outside on the trampoline playing that album. And like, I can't remember what song it was, but it was like satanic. Like these goats screaming out, like it was so trippy. <laughs> and now he's taking school kids around. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. He's like sixty-five now, so I guess yeah, he's going out a little bit. But makes it makes it a little better, right? <laughs> not not really, but we'll say it. We'll say yes for now. That's cool though. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's wrap this thing up, yeah. Before we All get right, too many tangents. Uh, <laughs> we'll uh we'll go around you can tell everybody what you're up to blake you want to lead us off again hello uh hopefully uh announcing some stuff in the next uh week or so uh besides that can't say too much more but uh really enjoyed talking about this album cool i'll try to make it quick uh for hiders of queen we have a repress coming out of our of our Secrets of the Black Moon because it sold out long ago. That's coming out. We have a split coming out with Lou Heron. It should be out in, we'll start debuting songs in March. Um, and then of course, we're gonna be announcing our European tour here soon. Um, on the look at my spoon side, I'm starting announcing bands for Ripple Fest. I've already announced King Buffalo and Wofat. And then by the time, by the time this comes out, uh, I'll have had, I'll announce bands like Fatso Jetson, uh, El Perro, uh, War Cloud, uh, Sasquatch. Um, yeah, that, by the way, that, that split is awesome. Uh, yeah. It's going to be good. Um, Acid King. Uh, it's got, I mean, you used to say the lineup's the lineup's going to be very, very, very good, and I'm I like how I'm an, I announce one band a day just to kind of like let people guess who's going to be announced next. Yeah, yeah. Now you, you guys had know. me at an Acid King. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so not a whole lot, just the Doom Charts stuff. First Friday every month, we'll have the new the new charts for the month out. January just came out a couple weeks ago, and we just, tomorrow, I think we should see a podcast that I've been joining in on for the monthly Doom Charts countdown with Billy Goat on doomedinstone.com that should be releasing the December charts countdown tomorrow. And we, we filmed the January one last night. So we're, we're always about a month behind, but that's what I've been up to. So going to some shows, got the love gang show album release party tomorrow. Um, hope I can make it, but that'd be a good one. You, you yeah, said that to me. That's really too many, too many here in Denver. It's like, I can, I, I, I can go to show every night. So got to pick and choose yeah cool i got a um a show on friday with the new dual lineup um for those who may not know alex with war cloud is on bass i believe and the drummer from crimson devils is on drums so i'm i'm uh, excited to go see this new lineup this friday i'm still working on my store um, I got the King Bastard album coming out soon with a, a tour through Texas that we're promoting. And hopefully uh, two more records, two more killer records that should be going in the works um, real soon. Um, record shows. I'm doing a lot of record shows. So if, so if you're in Texas, you know, come out to see me, Dallas, Houston, all over this year. I'll, I'll be set up there. Um, so come out and see me. <laughs> cool. Uh, same old, same old over at Monsterith. Get your music reviews and uh, now satire. Ooh, satire. I like it. That sounds great, man. Yeah, I love that. Um, uh, Lord should be getting back to work on the album pretty soon here. We're on a little bit of a break there for, for a little bit. And Danless got the sights on studio this summer. It's looking like to get the debut album recorded. Um, I'm still working on stuff on my own, and trying to learn the oud. And tomorrow I'll have uh, the Saz here from Jeff Matz arriving tomorrow. Nice. Got to play that next. <laughs> awesome. We just dropped our newest single just uh, like two weeks ago, that features Jeff Matz and Esme Mullins. Um, it's getting really good feedback, which is surprising. I didn't, I don't even know if I like the song yet, so <laughs> it's really weird. But um, yeah, we have uh, another single that Esben is mixing right now for us. Um, I don't know when we're going to drop that. We're going to give this one a little bit of time to to play in the water first. Um, and we're starting to work on our well, – we're writing our EP right now, which is um, exciting. That's about it. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, we have our second leg of the uh... – Interprovincial Wormhole Tour with Sons of Arrakis coming up in March. Get ready for that. Uh, always writing new stuff. Hoping next year. And uh, we have something else coming out um, at some point. And, um, oh, I, I got to do some guitar tracks on a friend's, um, a friend's project that will be out at some point as well. Uh, her project called Nova. Nova. Say that again. Nova. Keep your ears peeled. She's part of Tarantula Tapes, and she plays. 
Right on. Nova dog. Dipping her toes into the fuzz, doom, desert rock kind of. Nice. Very yeah. cool. There's a bit of a... Yeah, cool stuff. Yep. All righty. Well, everybody go check out Mesa Close or Close, depending on how you interpret that. <laughs> check out all their albums. Yes, and yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do that after this. Yeah, for sure. I haven't heard any yeah. of that. Well, yeah. As as am I, and I'm gonna look for some live footage too. This, I gotta see this. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace, Peace. guys. Take care, everybody. Take care.